0: welcome to the jesus storybook bible podcast a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story that hope shines a light through our darkest moments and that god's love changes lives here's your host new york times best-selling author sally lloyd jones Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's wonderful, never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. So, Christmas is coming this very week. Isn't that so exciting? Well, these weeks leading up to Christmas, as of of course I'm sure you know, are called the season of Advent. Advent means arrival or coming. But who is arriving who's coming what are we waiting for this week i'm going to read you stories that are all about the one who is coming and what we're waiting for i'm going to read you four stories so i hope you're sitting comfortably the first one i'm going to read to you is a story about waiting because advent is a time of waiting writers we're often asked where we get our ideas from well i found this one when i was trying to think of a christmas book and as i was thinking of what would i write I was remembering how when we're little children, we have such longing and we can hardly wait. And it was that way with God's people, only much harder because they had to wait so much longer. Because God had promised them a great rescuer back in the Garden of Eden. And all through the long centuries, they'd been waiting for this rescuer. But then something struck me as a bit odd. Isn't it odd that when at last the promised rescuer that everyone's waiting for, when he does at last come into the world and is born as a baby, when Jesus is born in that stable almost everyone is looking the other way they're looking the wrong way almost everyone missed it but then I remembered that verse in Romans 8 which speaks of all creation longing and I wondered well what about the animals that God made and the birds and the stars that he put in place did they sense it did they rejoice in the coming of Christ that very first time Well, this sense of longing in creation became my Christmas story, and it's called Song of the Stars. Let me read it to you. The world was about to change forever, and it almost went by unnoticed. But the leaves that night rustled with a rumour. News rang out across the open hills. A soul drifted over the fields. The wind whispered it softly in the sycamore trees that waved their moonlit branches to the sky. A barn owl took flight. Woodland creatures stirred. It's time. It's time. In the pine woods, two deer raised their heads. A big brown bear sniffed the air. A red fox darted. The faces of little flowers lifted to the skies. It's time. It's time. The skies shouted it to the seas, that thundered it to the waves, that roared it to the great white whales, that sang it to the starfish in the deep. And tiny sandpipers danced it on shining sands. It's time. It's time. The running rivers bounded over boulders, and the otters clapped and played and sang, to the ducklings that splashed and quacked, to the salmon that leapt and leapt, and tiny field mice, and insects, and little creeping things, and sparrows, and robins, and every single blade of grass. They all squeaked, and hummed, and chirped, and sang, It's time! It's time! Wild stallions drummed it to the ground. Get ready! Get ready! Be glad! Be glad! On a lonely peak, a lion raised his strong head and roared it out to the empty wilderness. The mighty king! the Prince of Peace. And all the stars joined together in a chorus that rang out through the heavens, the bright and morning star. And on a hillside, overlooking a little town, sheep nuzzled their new lambs, the Good Shepherd. Suddenly, angels lit up the whole sky and a great choir sang it out loud. It's time he's come, at last he's here. And in the little town... In a little shed, in a little window, a candle flickered in the dark. And a tiny cry rang out in the cold night air. And high above, a single star set in the highest heavens shone out brighter than all the others and poured down silver onto the little shed. A light to light up the whole world. The animals stood around his bed and the whole earth and all the stars and sky held its breath. The one who made us has come to live with us. And a young mother with no place to rest, nowhere to stay, kept it as a song inside her heart. A oh, rescuer. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift lying on a bed of straw wrapped in rags a tiny little baby heaven's son, sleeping under the stars that he made and now for this Christmas week let me read the Christmas stories to you from the Jesus Storybook Bible he's here The Nativity from Luke 1 and 2. Everything was ready. The moment God had been waiting for was here at last. God was going to come and help his people, just as he promised in the beginning. But how would he come? What would he be like? What would he do? Mountains would have bowed down. Seas would have roared. Trees would have clapped their hands. But the earth held its breath. As silent as snow falling, he came in. And when no one was looking, in the darkness, he came. There was a young girl who was engaged to a man named Joseph. Joseph was the great, 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 grandson of King David. One morning, this girl was minding her own business when suddenly a great warrior of light appeared Right there, in her bedroom. He was Gabriel, and he was an angel, a special messenger from heaven. When she saw the tall, shining man standing there, Mary was frightened. You don't need to be scared, Gabriel said. God is very happy with you. Mary looked around to see if perhaps he was talking to someone else. Mary, Gabriel said. And he laughed with such gladness that Mary's eyes filled with sudden tears. Mary, you're going to have a baby, a little boy. You will call him Jesus. He is God's own son. He's the one. He's the rescuer. The God who flung planets into space and kept them whirling around and around, the God who made the universe with just a word, The one who could do anything at all was making himself small and coming down as a baby. Wait, God was sending a baby to rescue the world? (laughs) But it's too wonderful, Mary said, and felt her heart beating hard. How can it be true? Is anything too wonderful for God? Gabriel asked. So Mary trusted God more than what her eyes could see, and she believed. I am God's servant, she said. Whatever God says, I will do. Sure enough, it was just as the angel had said. Nine months later, Mary was almost ready to have her baby. Now, Mary and Joseph had to take a trip to Bethlehem, the town King David was from. But when they reached the little town... They found every room was full, every bed was taken. Go away, the innkeepers told them. There isn't any place for you. Where would they stay? Soon Mary's baby would come. They couldn't find anywhere except an old, tumble-down stable. So they stayed where the cows and the donkeys and the horses stayed. And there, in the stable, amongst the chickens and the donkeys and the cows in the quiet of the night, God gave the world his wonderful gift. The baby that would change the world was born, his baby son. Mary and Joseph wrapped him up to keep him warm. They made a soft bed of straw and used the animal's feeding trough as his cradle. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Mary and Joseph named him Jesus, Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us. Because, of course, he had. The Light of the Whole World The Story of the Shepherds from Luke, Chapter 2 That same night, in amongst the other stars, suddenly a bright new star appeared. Of all the stars in the dark vaulted heavens, this one shone clearer. It blazed in the night and made the other stars look pale beside it. God put it there when his baby son was born, to be like a spotlight, shining on him lighting up the darkness, showing people the way to him. You see, God was like a new daddy. He couldn't keep the good news to himself. He'd been waiting all these long years for this moment, and now he wanted to tell everyone. So he pulled out all the stops. He'd sent an angel to tell Mary the good news. He'd put a special star in the sky to show where his boy was. And now he was going to send a big choir of angels to sing his happy song to the world. He's here. He's come. Go and see him, my little boy. Now, where would you send your splendid choir? To a big concert hall, maybe? Or a palace, perhaps? God sent his to a little hillside outside a little town in the middle of the night. He sent all those angels to sing for a raggedy old bunch of shepherds watching their sheep outside Bethlehem. In those days, remember, people used to laugh at shepherds and say they were smelly and call them other rude names, which I can't possibly mention here. You see, people thought shepherds were nobodies, just scruffy old riffraff. But God must have thought shepherds were very important indeed, because they're the ones he chose to tell the good news to first. That night, some shepherds were out in the open fields, warming themselves by a campfire, when suddenly the sheep darted. They were frightened by something. The olive trees rustled. What, what was that? A wingbeat? They turned around. Standing in front of them was a huge warrior of light, blazing in the darkness. Don't be afraid of me, the bright shining man said. I haven't come to hurt you. I've come to bring you happy news for everyone, everywhere. Today, in David's town, in Bethlehem, God's son has been born. You can go and see him. He's sleeping in a manger. Behind the angel they saw a strange glowing cloud, Except it wasn't a cloud, it was angels, troops and troops of angels, armed with light. And they were singing a beautiful song. Glory to God, to God be fame and honour and all our hoorays. Then, as quickly as they appeared, the angels left. The shepherds stamped out their fire, left their sheep, raced down the grassy hill, through the gates of Bethlehem, down the narrow cobbled streets, through a courtyard, down some step-step-steps, past an inn, round a corner, through a hedge, until at last they reached a tumbled-down stable. They caught their breath. Then quietly they tiptoed inside. They knelt on the dirt floor. They had heard about this promised child, and now he was here heaven's son, the maker of the stars, a baby sleeping in his mother's arms. This baby would be like that bright star shining in the sky that night, a light to light up the whole world, chasing away darkness, helping people to see. And the darker the night got, the brighter the star would shine. a king of all kings. The story of the three wise men from Matthew 2. Far away in the east, three clever men saw the very same star, the star that God had put in the sky when Jesus was born. They knew it was a sign. A baby king had been born. They'd been waiting for this star. They knew it would come. He's here, they shouted. He's here. And I'm sure if you'd been there, you would have heard them laughing and dancing and singing until the sun came up. At dawn, they packed up their camels and wrapped gifts for the baby. They brought their most precious treasures of all, frankincense, gold and myrrh. Special, sparkly, lovely smelling, gleaming things, just right for a king. The three wise men, well, actually, if you'd met them, you'd have thought they were kings because they were so rich and clever and important looking. The three wise men set off. They rode their camels across endless deserts, up steep, steep mountains, down into deep valleys, through raging rivers over grassy plains, night and day and day and night, for hours that turned into days, that turned into weeks, that turned into months and months, until at last they reached Jerusalem. Jerusalem was by far the most important city for miles around and as anyone can tell you that's where a palace would be and kings are born in palaces. So that's where they went. But they were in for a surprise. They went to see King Herod. Surely he'd know where this baby was. But he didn't. In fact he didn't like the sound of a new king. It made him cross. He didn't want anyone to be king except him. But Herod's advisers told the three wise men what was written in their books, what God had said about the baby king. Go to Bethlehem, that's where you'll find him. Suddenly the star they'd seen in the east started moving again, showing them the way. So the three wise men followed the star out of the big city, along the road into the little town of Bethlehem, They followed the star through the streets of Bethlehem, out of the nice part of town, through the not-so-nice part of town, into the really not-very-nice-at-all part of town, down a little dirt track until it stopped, right over a little house. But wait, it wasn't a palace. And there weren't any guards, or servants, or flags, or red carpets, or trumpets, or anything. Did they get it wrong? Or was this what God meant? Sure enough, in that little house, there, sitting on his mother's knee, they found him, the baby king. The three men knelt before the little king. They took off their rich royal turbans and gleaming golden crowns. They bowed their noble heads to the ground and gave him their sparkling treasures. The journey that had begun so many centuries before had led three wise men here, to a little town, to a little house, to a little child, to the king God had promised David all those years before. But this child was a new kind of king. Though he was the prince of heaven, he had become poor Though he was the mighty God, he had become a helpless baby. This king hadn't come to be the boss. He had come to be a servant. You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book, and all of Sally's other books, please visit sally at sallylloyd-jones.com. And follow her on Instagram at sallylloydjones and at jesus-storybook-bible. Underscore underscore Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love.